Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pines PandaCast. It is the first PandaCast of 2018. We are here in beautiful Big Sandy, Texas. It's actually a little bit overcast today, but uh, still nice to be out here at camp. I am Anthony Gerhardt, the marketing director. I also go by Kenobi when the campers are here. And I'm here with the executive director of ministry, John Egan, Big Tuna. Great to be with you, friends and family. And we have a new guest today, but certainly not new to The Pine. She started working with us uh, back at the start of the summer. We have our assistant director, Carla Oliver. Hey guys, how's it going? And Carla, you had a camp name in the summer, but we have since prayerfully discerned a new camp name for you. Would you like to tell everyone uh, this might be the first time a lot of campers to hear it? Yeah, I think you're right, Anthony. Um, so all things glamorous and glorious um, comes new things. And my new camp name is now Fergie. Fergie yeah. Ferg. She works with all the guys. She's like the Fergie of the Black Eyed Peas that is the Pines. That is an excellent point, John. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Carla told me that. Oh. And she told me to say it, too. I'm pretty witty. All right. Well yeah. said, Carla. Well, Carla, this is, um, uh, you're almost coming up to your one-year anniversary with the Pines, if that's uh, if you can believe that. You know, been living on camp and uh, working in the summer and uh, also working with our new missionaries, which we have three new missionaries this month. Just got here a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Fantastic folks. We're ready. Got a full team of nine. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to talk with you a little bit, Carla, about um, your experience in like in the summer. I mean, we won't do the whole podcast about it or anything, but just wanted to see like a little bit of your background and then how that translated to summer. Like, was it what you expected? And uh, what did you take from your first summer experience at camp? Yeah, it was like um, being thrown off a ship and <laughs> being thrown a life vest very quickly. Um, grew up in a really small town and worked at a Catholic daycare and preschool and things like that and really loved the youth and fell in love with them and worked in high school at a summer camp during the day, day camp. And so I had some expectations of knowing what to expect, knowing the fast pace and the energy of coming into camp, but not really knowing anything about the pines, I was mesmerized, <laughs> blown away, and captivated all at the same time, and really felt very blessed and very lucky to not only have a great team in you and Tuna, but just to really have a great staff of student leaders from across the nation who really love the Great Commission and who are really dedicated to making disciples this summer, mm-hmm. and just being able to bring my gifts to the table in that, and really getting to see all of the fun adventure that Jesus willed for us this past summer was probably the best part. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, if you have anything else to add, John, but I had two questions. One that we usually ask our guests, if we have guests on the, the Panda cast, uh, you had a full summer of meals in addition to the year round stuff. Uh, what is your favorite meal at camp? What, what gets you going if you see it on the menu? Oh, wow. This is, this is kind of a tricky one for me. Um, the cliche answer I'm sure is, is probably scones, but to step aside from that, definitely Friday sloppy Joe's Friday sloppy Joe's. Is that a first? I love it. It may be a first. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's call that a first. Okay. Well, good, good. And then, uh, the it. other one, what is your, uh, favorite tradition that you've seen at camp? Big T, small T. Oh, wow. Um, my favorite camp tradition is granny's candies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that, I don't think that we talked about that. Mine was probably that blue, yellow, and white jacket. That's Ugh, the man. It, yeah. It's, I don't know when that happened, but it is, uh, it is definitely, uh, one of my favorite parts. Like when we had a, was it Sister Doncea? Yeah. The summer put on that jacket <laughs> and go after kids and just with a soft voice, you're out. 
<laughs> You're out. You're out. It's kind of a weird I tradition that just happened maybe by accident, but you might, it no, works. those are the uh, those are the best kind of traditions. Amen. Amen. So, uh, diving in a little bit more of what actually you've been doing recently, Carla. This is our first time attending this conference, and by us, I mean uh, you were the one that attended. Uh, tell us a little bit about SLS and what what exactly that is. What that stands for. Everything about it. Sure. So um, this past January, I, well, I guess it is January still, but past week I've been in Chicago with 8,000 college students, parishioners, and campus ministers, as well as chaplains who um, believe in the mission of FOCUS. FOCUS stands for the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. It's a lay apostolate in the church um, that are just out learning how to be student leaders and how to really win the culture over for Christ. And so two folds of that. One, I got to just represent the pines and meet some of our friends and future friends and staff members and see some longtime friends of the pines, but also got to attend sessions and um, we had some cool guest speakers, Jim Caviezel. He's the actor that plays Jesus Christ in the passion. I, of saw, Christ. I got to see that, that video. He did an incredible job. Oh, it was so cool to be in the audience and close your eyes and have known that voice from the passion mm-hmm. and just feel like Jesus was calling you out to mission and calling you out. Did you see the count of Monte Cristo? Yes. Oh, have you seen that, John? No. no. Oh, it's it's an incredible, incredible movie. I, I haven't seen it in years, but it's definitely uh, something to recommend. It's a man that was wrongfully imprisoned, met a priest in his uh, jail cell, uh, jail cell, managed to get out. And it's a, a little bit of a story of, of justice, I think, in that too, but um, just how he got his, his life back. And uh, I wish I could speak more to it, but Jim Caviezel uh, starred in that and did a phenomenal job with the, the late Richard Harris was the priest in the in the cell. Yeah, he, he talked about how Mel Gibson called him after that film and told him that he wanted the same actor with the initials JC to play Jesus Christ. So it was just really cool to be in that audience and to hear that and to see 8,000 people together and singing beautiful Christmas hymns and just mm-hmm. really praising the Lord and then to see college students who were being set on fire. Um, I used to work for Focus, so it wasn't my first Focus conference I attended. It was my sixth or seventh one, but it was restructured differently. So SLS used to stand for Student Leadership Summit, but now they say in focus that it's a working title um, to capture people for the Great Commission and to really win them over for Christ and to build them up with the tools to be sent forth into lifelong mission, to lead small group Bible studies in their parishes, at their school communities and different things like that. So I got to see them really come alive with just tools and it was good for me. I felt really rejuvenated and ready to come back this semester to this mission and this ministry and give it all I have. Carla, how'd you see, you know, in, in some of those conference uh, sessions and things like that, how did you connect that mission to what we're doing here at camp? A lot of what I heard and was moved the most was zeal for souls. I think that's, when I think of camp, that's the thing that I see the most in our sand and in our sweat is that everything we do from the moment people get out of their cars here at camp to the moment that they get back in them, it's all for the zeal of their soul and for them knowing who Jesus is. So just hearing like how Jesus called his disciples to be friends with one another and some of the readings from those daily masses just all accumulated on this idea of really entrusting yourself to the gospel and entrusting yourself to faithful men. That's great. Great. Yeah, and you saw some of our uh, our Pine staff there too, right? When we're talking about 8,000 college students. Yeah, so there were about 20, 25 of our staffers from this past summer. Wow, and that's crazy. And a few from throughout the past couple of years that came up and introduced themselves to me. But on Wednesday night, we met for pizza to carry oh, on camp tradition. Of course, of course. Oh, that's uh, well, that's the real question. Who did the pizza, Grace? Well, Meatloaf was there himself, so he thought about it, but I actually don't think that we did it. 
I'm yeah. a little you disappointed. Know what? Maybe that just belongs in the pavilion. Yeah, it's Capital T tradition. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, start of January, we haven't really talked since the end of uh, Alive Again. Alive Again. 2017, December 15th through 17th, we had an incredible time. There were over 200 campers there, and for the first time, uh, at least for our, our music, we had a full band. It was led by Andrew Lawbacher, gave a bunch of talks, then Dave with his band and uh, set up, and uh, just how the, the activity center looked was uh, was just, it was amazing. I, I yeah. Yeah, I'm sure our camper families have seen some of the pictures on Instagram and, and Facebook, I hope you have, but it, it was just so beautiful. Carla did a lot of the environment. It made it really look gorgeous. We we had this really cool idea of the empty manger. That's what Advent mm-hmm. is, awaiting the king. And uh, through through the conference weekend that Alob was talking about, you know, what, what it's like to await for Jesus and how beautiful that is, expecting a child. And then on Saturday night, we brought the monstrance in. It was going to be a procession, but there was like a monsoon, oh, and it's it was unbelievable night. Yeah. that night, what, what the rain was like. But it was clear the Lord wanted us in there, have that full uh, captive in that room. And we brought the Blessed Sacrament in and placed it in the manger amongst the, the hay. And I spoke to our bishop about it, and he was so mm-hmm. excited. Like, what a cool image. Like, that is the one we eat, the, the child that will be our bread of life. Yeah, and then uh, I forget who mentioned it, who talked about it in a talk, but I hadn't made the connection before. You know, our Lord born in a stable where animals eat. Yeah. And, you know, he's it's it's too much to be, you know, just sheer coincidence that he's to be the bread of life and we're to, um, uh, to give us everlasting life through his body and blood. We wanted our community to understand that 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 mission that was begun when an angel came to visit Mary in the beginning of Advent that season culminates in us receiving our Lord and being fed by him that it is you're right it's not coincidence is what animals eat and they're fed and they live another day because they eat and drink in that stable in that manger that our our the um the savior of the whole universe wants to feed his people and it was beautiful i mean the lights were beautiful and Mm -hmm. the imagery i really feel um i felt the spirit in that room it was it was powerful what was going on in there and you mentioned like the monsoon that was happening outside there's at one point i remember where uh we of course have have music to help you know to guide that that worship and get you in a reverent uh reflective mood but we we made a conscious effort to make sure that there were times of silence during adoration, which I think is, is so, so important. Uh, it, it might be difficult to, to reach kids, especially if it's their first adoration, just to say, all right, you know, here you go. And then it's just, it's, you, you want to like hold their hand to get them to that point. That is, that is something that I think is, uh, I actually talked about it in my session that I gave during Aliving and the power of music and how it stirs us to response. And in the same way, like through that music, the absence of music is more noticeable. Uh, sorry if you haven't seen Star Wars yet, but here's a, a spoiler. There is a uh, there's a scene where one of uh, one of the the good guys used their ship to go into light speed through a giant bad guy ship. It's something that hadn't been done in Star Wars before. It's like, well, why didn't they do that to the Death Star? Anyway, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but in that moment, the director decided to take a um, what is just uh, this dramatic music from John Williams and all this noise and chaos. And when they realized, oh, no, they're about to light speed through us, we're about to be destroyed, it happened. The theater went silent. Like, for conscious decision, like, just take out all music, all sound. It was almost just a black and white picture of this just space scattered, these ships scattered. And it was made that much more uh, 
given that much more of a punch because of the absence of noise in that moment. And I think that at, at adoration, like through the, the incredible music that Dave and Andrew provided, like when that came to just be, you know, sitting still and there was silence and you know, uh, just like in the theater, you know, there's, you know, hundreds of people there watching with you, but no one's making a sound mm-hmm. here. Like there's all this music and everyone praising, but then there's just silence of just, you know, you're looking at the Lord and you are just, you know, spending time with him and you know that there are so many other people around you doing the same thing. Yeah. I think one of the really cool things too, was that in the silence, you could hear the rainfall mm-hmm. and you could hear it trickling on, on top of the pack yeah. and the pack has a, a metal tin roof and so you just hear every once in a while this beautiful unified sound of rain um, falling upon the Lord and I think it was a lot of a, for me it was a great visual of like how how often do I let my tears refrain from the Lord but he's asking me to like bring them upon him and to really let that fall so just being able to be in that environment that we had spent a long time planning for and preparing and making look good mm-hmm. and then to see that Jesus wanted us all there um, and brought us all to his attention and to his feet and then greeted us with the sound of a beautiful unified rain was really cool. That's well said. Yeah, the day was a lot of fun as well. We had a beautiful weather day really until that rain came. It was about as good as you could have asked. It was beautiful. We couldn't have a bonfire, but hey, that was okay. The the activities during the day were were super fun. We did an auction and we did a... What was uh, the most popular... uh, Popular activity for that auction. Yeah, I think it was uh, protein socks. I think everyone's... Oh, and I'm not talking about that, about the way to earn tickets, you know. Oh, Oh, yeah. So one of the tasks that I took on for Alive Again was kind of breaking out our tournament challenge. And if you raked leaves around camp (laughs) for 15 minutes, you got 15 tickets. So you just had to make one pile of leaves in. I think our campers really enjoyed that. Of just like they actually what? Like, wasn't that on the uh, like on the evaluation? Yeah, evaluation. It was the number one rated activity. Uh, kids wanted to bring it up back for summer camp. I think I'd have a lot of parents scratching their heads. Like, yeah. wait a minute, my my son told me he raked leaves. Is that is is he telling the truth? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Um, thanks, Mrs. Smith, for your uh, concern. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be a summer camp thing. I think let's just hold it for a lab again. We'll, but, we'll build some anticipation. Yeah, that tournament challenge, we had tons of different things. There's ultimate Frisbee. There's uh, basketball. There's like arts, there was and, arts crafts and crafts. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eagle Ball. Everything. Eagle Ball was constantly yeah. jamming and cool. yeah. different types of activities. And then some of the, well, so that was the tournament challenge. You win tickets for doing that stuff. What were some of the, the items that we offered yeah protein socks were probably the uh <laughs> the uh, peak of everything maybe a, a signed poster by somebody actually i just found those in the lost and found Ooh, so uh, if you socks. if you're looking for those socks <laughs> at least give, give me a call if your name is protein uh, no, it was great great fun goofy stuff packs some, of gums from people staff far. polos and yeah stuff. yeah we had, they were they were not all joke gifts some yeah. of them were were uh were definitely fought after mm-hmm. yeah there were some rosaries that counselors had made there were Staff polos, my beloved Kenobi action figure that has kept me gone. company all school year. Who took that? Uh, a Fire Village girl who was really excited. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it's a first class relic. Yeah. Oh, there okay. you go. The lightsaber is detachable. I think that's where I got him. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, we have an entire year ahead of us, and there uh, there are lots of changes ahead. There's been changes in staff. The Dallas uh, office is getting a new location before the end of the month. You'll see in a press release, if you haven't already seen, a little bit of change in, in leadership with where we're going with the Pines. But with where you're concerned, I just wanted to talk about a couple of things going forward. Uh, as is tradition, we'll have our last early bird discount. If you pay in full before the end of January, uh, you'll receive $20 off tuition per each child that you do so. We have uh, our second Pines Picnic 
which is a this is a revamped open house. We've been doing that for a few years now, but that's going to be on Sunday, April twenty second. And I actually missed one quote unquote event. Scholarship applications are due March first, so if your family is in need of some financial assistance to be able to provide for camp, we have lots of donors that are more than happy to to help make that happen. And then, uh, is there anything else that happens before? Well, I think just keeping parents aware that as of today, it's January 10th, 11th today, yeah. uh, we're more than halfway full uh, for summer camp. This this time last year, we're about a quarter full. So yeah. uh, those weeks Almost are going to... 1,400 kids. We're going to fill up. Uh, we're going to fill up pretty quickly. Yeah. We say that every year, and we still get the calls like, mm -hmm. ah, can you get my daughter up? Fire Village and 6 and 7 are, are both full. Yeah. We're, we're, we're seeing just incredible growth and... Uh, Rick and I, our, our new executive director of operations, have been really working on how do we make this better for 2019? You know, how, how can we grow these beds and keep on the lookout for it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, keep us in your prayers as we continue to prepare for summer. We're still hiring. We, uh, we actually still need a, a few more guys for it. So if you know any uh, young men that are, that are excited about the potential to bring um, the faith to so many kids, over 2,400, 2,500 kids during the summer. We could uh, we could use uh, some help in that in that case. Yeah, and just kind of a, a, a prayerful, somber note. We we lost one of our former counselors yesterday. Um, Jacob Weave Philp passed away in a tragic motorcycle accident. Jacob worked out here in 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. He is just uh, he was a great young man, uh, great counselor from when we interviewed him to. Uh, the growth we saw in him at camp. I remember having a really late night, beautiful conversation with him about um, outside the chapel after staff mass, just never feeling worthy enough to do it and, and just feeling like you just need to be empowered to do such, such great work at, at the Pines. And um, he was a great friend of all of ours. So we're, we're so thankful that he's been transformed mm -hmm. through this ministry, just like he worked to transform the kids yeah. as well. So grateful to get to know him. So we'll be keeping his, uh, his family uh, and him in our prayers. So if you could do the same. Yeah. Well, guys, that about does it for the Pines PandaCast, the first one of 2018, January. Thank you, John, for joining. It's great to be here. Thank you, Carla, for uh, your first. I'm sure we'll have you back a few more times. I'm looking forward to it. Good, good. Well, you guys take it easy. Go trees and God bless. Mm -hmm.